Hey there, and welcome to our podcast, and thanks for joining us for this episode. Now, before we begin, we want to remind you to please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd like to extend an invitation to you and your family to join us for worship this week at our church. Thanks again for joining us, and now, enjoy the episode. Well, hello, and welcome to our very first episode of what we are calling Stories of Grace. Uh, My name is Josh Owens. I am the pastor of Clear Springs Missionary Baptist Church and uh, your host for this episode. Uh, Before I introduce our, our guest, which I'm excited about having, Uh, Let me begin by just simply um, explaining why we have chosen uh, to provide this content. Um, First of all, um, every child of God has a salvation testimony. Um, If you've been changed by God's grace, uh, you have a story to tell. Um, uh, Testimony, what I mean by salvation testimony, I mean um, the testimony of God revealing uh, to you your sin and your journey to placing um, a trusting faith in Jesus' work on the cross and His resurrection. But not only that, but secondly, um, as every believer goes through life, they will encounter God's uh, amazing grace, strengthening them, strengthening them, um, shaping them, providing for them. Um, So God's grace is sufficient for salvation and also for daily living as a believer. So I said all that to say this, there there are stories of God's amazing grace stored up in every born-again child of God, not for the purpose of just storing up and hiding, but uh, for sharing with others. And so um, it's our hope that this content in our regular podcast um, will be encouraging. Uh, You know, maybe if you're a lost individual, you're not a believer, it'd encourage you to trust Jesus as your Savior. Um, and then if you're a believer in Christ, that it will encourage you to keep trusting the power of His grace uh, to be all that you need to tackle the issues of life. Uh, and so the, the plan is at this time to um, uh, drop one of these every once a month, and I pray they're a, a blessing to you. So uh, it's, it's my pleasure to introduce you. Our first guest and kicking us off is my friend uh, James Johnson. And um, appreciate him and his bravery of doing this. I'll, I'll be honest; neither one of us are experts at this, but uh, we just uh, we're just two Christians that want to tell others about the Lord. So uh, I'm excited just to get us started here. Um, uh, so James, uh, let's just begin. I've already told them your name, but go go ahead and uh, just tell your name, um, where you're from, what you enjoy doing. What kind, of, what kind of work do you do? All right. Uh, my name's James Johnson. Right now I'm 61 years of age, and, and I love to love the Lord first and foremost, but I love to hunt and fish. And I've been a, a, a construction worker now for close to 40 years. And, and a good one, and a good uh, one. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a big part in building... Uh, the house uh, uh, myself and or, or my family lives in now, so he does a good job. How long have you been a Christian? 
22 and a half years. 22 and a half years. It's never been the same. Never been the same. No going back. No, no going back. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's let's get right into it. Um, so this this interview that um, this journey James is going to take us on is the journey of him coming to faith in Christ. Uh, I've heard his testimony several times, uh, but uh, not recorded like this. So uh, I'm excited about diving in. So let's do that. Um, for just starting out, James, what kind of what kind of home? Uh, were you raised in? Well, it wasn't what you might say a Christian home, but my mother and father raised us like good Christian people, you know, have a little dignity in herself and, you know, respect others. Just like that. We worked hard on the farm, raising tobacco and cucumbers. It's a hard work. Hard work. Having good integrity. <laughs> Those yeah. are good things. Those are good things. Um, let me ask you this. Did any of your uh, siblings become believers before you did? And, and if they did, did they did they impact your journey? Yes, my second oldest sister, she got saved when I was really young, but she is probably in her teens. And, yeah, I'd say she had some impact, especially when I went forward asked to be saved. She was in the church with me, and we looked at each other, and we nodded heads, and we went to the altar. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome to have that kind of support, you know, from yeah. family. Um, well, let me um, let me ask you this. And like I said, you can share as much or as little of details you want to, because this is personal. But what kind of life did you live before Christ? When I got of age to run around for myself, sort of running wild, sowing my wild oats, as they call it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too good, and I ended up being an alcoholic. How, how long would you say you were uh, an alcoholic or living that kind of lifestyle? Close to 17, 18 years. Okay. Um, anything else about just what you sort of got into, or is that really sort of the main? Well, it's hanging around with my buddies. I got into drinking a lot of alcohol and mm -hmm. smoking a little marijuana. It just goes from there on. Okay. Yeah. Um, being Blow, with the Blowing wrong. everything I made, working on it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so just, uh, and that continued really all the, all the way up to you trusting Christ, right? That was just a pretty steady uh, part of your life. I quit drinking five years before I asked Christ to save me. Okay. But right. I still smoking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's, um, and, I, and I'm asking these questions just because maybe some of you can relate you know, some of you they're they're listening. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, "Well, you know, because I've done this or I've done that, um, there's no way the Lord could save me." Uh, James, what would you, what would you tell them if they? He could save anyone if he saved me. <laughs> Sounds like what the Apostle Paul said. You know, I, I, essentially, I'm the chiefest of sinners. So chiefest. But if I can be saved, anyone can be. So that that's awesome. Um, well, let's let's jump right into your journey, 
you know, you said you, uh, you're raised by parents, not necessarily maybe a Christian home, but they taught you good morals, mm-hmm. good work ethic, have integrity, keep your word, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you had some influence of maybe, you know, at least one of your siblings in regards to faith. Um, but take us on the journey, your journey to Christ. Like, where did that sort of begin? And, and just even the smallest detail or, you know, anything like that. Uh, just take us on that journey if you don't care. Well, just a few years before I quit drinking, probably a couple years before I quit drinking. If I wasn't working of a day, I'd pick up a 12-pack of beer and hit the road 7 o'clock in the morning. But I'd go down the road telling myself I, I had a problem. And that's the first step to getting off of it, just telling yourself you've got a problem. Hmm. And a couple of years after that, I'd been a deer hunting, out drinking. And I was out late one evening, and I had a car crash. I wrecked a truck, and it just about put my lights out. It crushed my face and everything. And I can remember I was drunk, but I can remember begging God to save me. And, and he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not save, save, but he helped me through that night. Mm-hmm. And then I had all my facial reconstruction and everything, and I promised my wife and mother that I wouldn't drink again because if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't I wouldn't be with my wife. She was going to divorce me mm-hmm. if I kept drinking like I was. So I had the car crash and got over it a little bit, and five years later, my sister I was saying something about, her husband on my birthday brought me down a life application study Bible. Just out of the blue, he just showed up one day at my garage and gave me a Bible. And probably three months after, me and my wife got to come into church a little bit, and, you know, and it didn't take long, it about we see March to August. I got saved the third week of August in 2001. And we've been coming to church ever since. Okay. So that, that night you had the, the car wreck. Oh, God. Even though you wasn't a Christian at that point, you know, he, uh, he showed mercy. He did. I mean, it was like I, was, I just couldn't move. I was sort of drowning in my own blood and it busted my face and nose up so bad. Wow. And come to find out there was a young kid, probably 16, 17 year old that lived close to where I crashed. He, he found me and he held my head up out of the blood until the ambulance got there. Total stranger. Total, total stranger. He's, I remember him when he was a little bitty guy. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him since to thank him. I wish me and him would just run into each other. It just, it, it's amazing how God desires for you to know him. And what I hear from that is a loving, merciful God. Exactly. Um, now, some would see that as, man, God allowed you to go through a wreck. And would you would you thank God today for such events? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He opened my eyes. Mm. It takes him to do it. Um, 
any any other hey and not long after i got saved well first of all before i got saved i had a special brother-in-law the first he took cancer and he passed away and just right after that that's when i got saved and i love going to my mother's every time i go to my mother's after that we'd meet each other at the door and she'd say we got the biggest smiles today and i got her coming to church and my sister Charlene, she got to come and she got saved. Man, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's amazing how the, a lot bigger picture. Yeah. Than you think. Yeah. Um, At one time, they was all going, but my brother, I can't get him in the door. Hmm. I, I had him coming once, but as soon as he got licensed, he quit coming. Hmm. Well, there's no sweeter thing than to hear a testimony like that. I wish he could hear it. Well, I might, well, it's my hope that he that he can. I hope. I maybe hope. maybe this is a way to do that. Maybe he'll be one of those that listens to this and thinks back through uh, about God's grace is still there for him. Yeah. God is good. Amen. Um. Well, let let me ask you this uh, for those that that will be listening. Um, if, if someone is maybe lost. They've never trusted Christ. What well, what words would you would you share with them? You you don't know life until you got the Lord. I mean, you can live it till it's fullest when the Lord is with you. Is is it worth running from him no, at all? No, no, no. Please don't run from him. If he's dealing with you, ask him to save you. Amen. Amen. Um, but I'm sure you'd probably even like to ask our audience to pray for your brother. Exactly. Yeah, because he needs it. What, what about those that, that are that are believers? Um, you know, as you've lived from the day you got saved till now, what would you say about God's grace? Um, has has he always been there for you? Has, has God's grace been enough to face life? He'll always be there for you. I mean, he'll get you through the rough times. They're going to be rough times, but he will get you through them. Was there ever a moment you would say that God just left you hanging? He was just... No. I was... No. He'll be there in his time. Yeah. Amen. That's great. That's great. Um, so you've been going to church ever since. Ever since. Still faithfully going. I had the pleasure to be your pastor and... Same church. Yeah. Yeah. And faithful. Faithful. Truly loves the Lord. Um, do you have anything else just to add, James, before we close? <clears throat> I just, if anybody is not saved, let's listen to this. I just beg, beg you to get to going to a good church and get saved, please. You know, there's no other life like it. Amen. Amen. Well, James, I, I want to thank you because this wasn't this wasn't easy. Um, uh, it wasn't easy at all, and of course, you know, especially sharing personal uh, details about your life, um, things that probably even me, maybe you try to push in the back of your mind of things you've done and things like that. But um, you know, your testimony is God's God's erased all that. God has forgiven you. Uh, that's what grace does. But I uh, appreciate you sharing these details of how welcome. God You're welcome. And how God has changed your eternal destiny. Once it was hell, now it's heaven. 
So, and then, you know, also telling our audience that, you know, God's grace is fully sufficient. It sure is. And uh, we serve the God of all grace. So, well, that'll do it for us. Um, you know, thanks for everyone uh, that is listening uh, to this episode uh, of Stories of Grace. You know, and our plan is is to release uh, one per month. So uh, let me just ask you one favor for us. Um, share this. If you know somebody that uh, can maybe relate um, or dealing with salvation. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, please share it. Um, send it to them um, because we want uh, we want to know that there's mo- going to be more people in heaven, and then maybe this maybe this you know this episode was part of bringing them to Christ, and so share it with them. And so until next time, uh, if you're lost, if you've never trusted Jesus, let me invite you at this moment uh, to receive Christ, repent, and put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Savior. And uh, if you have trusted Christ and you are a believer, uh, go forward, go forward, sharing the stories of grace that God has got that God has written um, on the pages um, of your life. So until then, uh, God bless you, and um, uh, just keep sharing um, God's grace as He writes it into your story. <laughs>